For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbison, joined with Lee Bacon. We have an amazing podcast today. We have a great interview with Jerome Carvin, um, fellow offensive lineman, near and dear to my heart, amazing player, and gives us amazing insight uh, from this interview. We also talk about things that have happened this week. Vol Baseball kicking the crap out of Ole Miss. Rick Barnes getting an extension, us signing a five-star quarterback. It's been pretty eventful. Uh, so great pod, a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no sir Reed. No sir Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! It's by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt. Touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, as always, betonline.ag. Listen, if you're wanting to make anything exciting, you got to bet on it. It makes it so much better. Um, Even if you're following a team that you're not necessarily a fan of, you put some money down, that thing gets very exciting. You're really watching that game. Um, bet online is that place to do it. It's got all the news, the stats, the scores, the odds, everything you could think of. They cover every sport too: football, basketball, boxing, golf, everything you could think of. That is the place to go. So when you head over, check out their new uh, mobile site, uh, their new website. And when you sign up, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus if you use the code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V when you sign up. So 50% welcome bonus. That's awesome. 50% on your first deposit. That's amazing. Um, So before you watch any games, before you enjoy any sports, head on over to BetOnline, put some money down on it, make it exciting. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, We have a great podcast this week. We have an amazing interview in the back half. But to start the pod, we wanted to talk about a lot of things that have happened this week and be up to date on everything that's going on. But first, before we get into all that, Reed, how are we doing, bud? 
I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. It was, uh, I'm smiling from ear to ear. It was a great weekend because I came to Nashville to, to visit some family and, and I got to see you. We played golf on Saturday with uh, one of my uncles and uh, basically one of my brother-in-laws, as, as I call him. So it was great. We had a blast. We were laughing and joking. Like you said, we got, yeah, I got to. I, think I, I mean, I think I played the best that I've played almost like I don't think I've ever parred three holes and that's like that's very sad to say but like that was like the best I've played and I probably was like 20 21 22 over but whatever well I mean first off you haven't been playing long like you know I've been playing basically my my parents started me when I was like first or second grade and I took some time off from it but like golf is such a difficult sport yeah, and from when the first time you and I played to now, like man, you look awesome. Like you did great. I mean, hell, your first drive of the day was right down the middle, great swing. It was. And you're, it was and, good, and you're, was a good hit. yeah, and you're a bigger guy, so it's just like tough. And I, I mean, I've known you for so long, and it's just every time I see you in person, it just like cracks me up because I just forget how big you are every single time and it's just so funny like, <laughs> you, we were we were on the driving range and you get there and then you pull up in your car and I'm just I'm just giggling bro like I'm just laughing because you're just you just look like this bear driving around this little baby car and then uh yeah so it was funny but my but you know like you and I and Lou and uh, Austin we, we had a we had a great time it was fun it was enjoyable and then just getting to go over there and see them, you know, see my aunt and, and, and Lee. So Liz and Bailey weren't able to come, but, um, yeah, it was fun. It was great to see you. And, uh, it was funny because obviously they're from Memphis. So my uncle is, uh, my, my uncle Lou, not my uncle Jimmy, which was funny. Uncle Jimmy texted me when I was with my uncle Lou and, uh, he was like, Hey, listen to the pod. He was giving us a hard time about, picking Candace Parker over Chris Lofton, but, um, but no, so. That is something that is, that is also something that we need to talk about because in the sweet 16 in our voting polls, T Martin and Rick Barnes tied 50%. So I do want to ask, how should we settle this? Like, should we just decide who, who wins that? I had I had not voted, so I was going to go on and vote, and I was like, you know what, I don't really want to vote for either of them, but I guess I can, I guess I can go on there and, and do it, and maybe vote for T. But anyways, it is funny that that happened, and I did appreciate Uncle Jimmy texting me. And it was, it was funny. But what I was going to say is, it was hilarious that the the Memphis basketball news broke when yeah. we were with them because, like, my uncle Lou is from Memphis, and he's a Tennessee diehard, like loves Tennessee. But he's also he he pulls for Memphis. I mean, he grew up in the state of Memphis, or in the city of Memphis. Like he wants them to do well. Like I always asked him when I was younger, if Tennessee and Memphis play, who I'm pulling for. He's like, you know, it's Tennessee. But it's hilarious because we heard that news when we were with them. Well, you and I were like, yeah, screw Penny yes. Hardaway, like yes. heck with them. And so Austin, you know, Austin's a Memphis fan, so it's funny. But um, I am really excited to talk this first beer. What'd you say? <laughs> I just about spilt my beer on myself. My first beer ever. Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I saw it was one of those Booty Rangers that you were tanking back yesterday. <laughs> all I drink, man. That's all I drink. Free, yeah. hey, free shout outs to Booty Rangers, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but hey, we got a lot to talk about with. So first and foremost, 
Nico Lakamalaka to Kalevin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving it to say that just because of you. <laughs> I was no, wondering but, if you were studying up on that because uh, me and Reed are known for our very bad pronunciation of names. And I was like, I've, I'm, it's Nico. Like, there's no way I'm going to get that. Like, I, when I first read it, when I first saw his name, I was like, I'm Oliva. Like, that's it. But it's so much more complicated. No, so I actually I need to look it up because I can say that that one doesn't bother me. I just was saying because I think it's funny doing the laka malaka takaka even. But anyways, it's it's old news. It's old news because it's three, four, five days ago. But this is just yeah. now when we're recording. We don't we don't jump on and record for ten minutes right when something happens and then leave it or whatever. So huge news, huge news. You and I have not even talked about him. Mm-hmm. You and I have done nothing. We've just known that this pod we were going to have it and we were talking about him. So first and foremost funny story because i'm sitting at work i'm working at the desk here at my parents house and all of a sudden the text start coming through on my vault twitter or my vault text group and they're like nico let's go like effing huge like da 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 and i was like oh wow so i, I guess we got him and so i looked and when he committed and so just just to mess with people i'm i'm really not a troll like i really don't like i, I don't like people that do that like trolling just almost just being a dick for no reason, but then you can kind of like act like it's not a big deal. You're like, I'm just trolling. But I did it just for a quick second because I thought it was funny because everyone was freaking out. And I was like, I said, Jared, I said, JG 2.0, like Jared Garantano 2.0. <laughs> and it was, and it was really funny when my good buddies probably knew I was just saying, and he was like, Hey, way to F and kill the moment. And another one just says sucks. Meaning yeah, like, they suck. yeah, exactly. But no, um, I want to hear what you think. I mean, it's, it's huge. I'll tell I'll say why I think it's huge, but what do you think? I love it. I love the fact that he's coming here. I think he can be a great player. We have always talked about how guys can be five stars and not turn out and guys can be three stars and be amazing. So when it does come down to brass tacks and it's like, Hey, we got this guy and he's coming in. I don't put faith in it. I don't put trust in it just because like, I guess the cynical version of me and who I am and what I've seen in the past. But to say all that, it's still a year and a half in to a coaching regime, and a guy has a five-star quarterback who is arguably the number one quarterback in his class. Like, that in and of itself is impressive. Even if Nico doesn't do anything, if he never plays a snap at Tennessee – that in and of itself is so impressive to me that Josh Heupel is able to recruit like that because that was the whole thing about him being from UCF and not really being at, like no one really knew if he could recruit on the big stage, on the big level. And obviously NIL helps with that, but that part of it is the most impressive part to me. And the, and the part that I want, like, and I'm like, yes, I love that. Now, Nico, yes, he can be great. I watched a little bit of seven-on-seven, seven, like, random film of him. But I, I just don't know. You never know. You really don't with these guys. But seeing what Hypo is able to do and bring a guy like Nico in just makes me feel better for the future. So it, it so one thing that you didn't say there that I was a little surprised about is not only is he a five-star and, and he's at the most important position, quarterback, is that he's from California, meaning he's all the way across the United States from us, which is That's which true. is huge because you have to be able to recruit nationally if, if you want to compete. Um, so that that's one thing that's great. The other thing is like 
these are the blue chips. Like mm-hmm. you not only just five stars, but like the blue chip, blue chip guys that you have to get to to compete with the big dogs. Um, I've seen some rumors. I've, I've heard the rumors. I've seen the stuff that's written and stuff that it's, you know, a three hundred and seventy five, three hundred fifty thousand dollars sign on bonus. And we're going to give him multiple millions up until his junior year. If that's the case. Fine. Like not my not, it's, it's not my money. Hey, day, like, day one. You've been saying let's pay guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and you know what? Like, not my money. Now, if I if I was multimillionaire and whatever and wanted to help my university, I would. But I can promise your mind's like you got to come here and prove it before I give you some cash. Like, I, I'm no. not I'm not getting stuck giving money out to some high school kid. I don't care who he is or how good we think he is because you and I both have seen, you know, so many times. But the reason that in that same in that same text chain, one of my buddies said, it "Doesn't even matter if Nico's not even good. It's just it's just huge for the program." Yeah. I said, "I said it matters a little bit." It, I mean, it <laughs> but does. It, it, yes, it, it matters. But, it matters a little bit. I, I got his point. I said, "Hey, I get your point, but it matters because if Nico's a bust, well, he doesn't help us on the field. But guess what? If Nico comes in and he's all about it and he's a potential Heisman candidate, well, Heisman candidates usually make your team a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> so." So it does. It does matter if he's good or if he's not, which I think he'll be good I, because I trust. I I I trust Josh Heupel. I, I I actually think that if I I think Garantano could have been better. I don't think he would have been good, but he would have been better with Heupel. I think. I think. I agree. You you put anybody out there, I think he's going to get something out of him. Look at what he did with Hendon Hooker. Like mm-hmm. people forget, Hendon Hooker was going to be maybe third string. You know, he comes from Virginia Tech, and you watch his highlights on YouTube, and he looks like. Josh, Josh Dobbs 2.0, just a runner, you know, like it's like, oh, okay, he's good with his, you know, he runs well, runs hard, pretty good balance. And then you see what he did. And the other thing is everyone's like, go look at Hendon Hooker stats from last year and how he progressed. Yeah. And I think, and honestly, I think these high school quarterbacks are seeing that too. No, they are. They are. Yeah. They're, they're just like, holy crap, the the way he's able to get the most out of Hendon, even though like Hendon wasn't really seen as a successful quarterback. Is it's crazy. Well, and his dad, I think it was uh Nico's dad that said Alex Golish and and Hypel had that for them. They said, Hey, this is where he started. And when we got a hold of him, like this is where he ended up. And what I was gonna say is like, look at how good Hendon's stats were, even with all the missed opportunities, all the missed shots and some of these different games. Like my point was like, hey, no one's perfect, but he left a few out there. You yeah. know, so it could it could have been even better, but no, I I think that's um, yeah, it's huge, it's huge, and obviously it's huge because he's going to bring guys with him. Now we got to make sure that he stays committed and they keep recruiting him, and you never know how things are. But hey, when he gets on campus, um, he's going to bring other guys with him. It, it's it's the excitement we need. It's the um, it's 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 that uh, that energy, that momentum I always talk about that we need, especially yeah. recruiting. And now we just need to go out on the field this year. And I'm not saying we got to go out and win 10, 9, 10 games. I think we just got to keep good momentum, keep keep it in these games, bring the fight to people like we did, maybe get one more game this year than we did last year, maybe upset a team. And then when you bring Nico in, it's like, okay, let's see who Nico and, and, and his dogs come in. Yeah, you know? I, I, I would prefer the version you're talking about than like all of this pressure of just random, you know, talking heads being like, I'm picking it. I'm picking Tennessee to win the SEC East next year. And it's like, you don't actually believe that. You're just saying that because it's kind of a hot take and Georgia is right. very good. And like, you right. just want your name out there. 
I would rather it be the underdog. No one's really talking about us. Uh, I, I want them to think everyone else is going to win the Heisman, not Hendon. Like I, I like I don't I don't want I don't want that on us. I, I want us to go in like no one believes in us because I mean, hungry dog runs faster. Like that's that's what it is. So uh, I would I would much rather have the chip on the shoulder than being like, oh, everybody's picking us. I, I would be happy. I would be fine if they picked Georgia, obviously. Let them pick Florida. Let them put South Carolina with Spencer Lamo. Spencer Lamo quarterback. Let, let, them, let them pick these guys over us, you know, with the Shane Beamer and Spencer Rattler height. Like, who cares? Like, let us come in. Like I said, all we got to do is make sure we don't lay an egg and we build a hell of a class around Nico so that we sign them, you know. Yeah, which next, I think we will. Year. Uh, Nico's, I, I mean, so. Nico's one of those guys who's going to bring in more guys. So I'm excited about that. Uh, next topic rumors about Eric Gray possibly transferring back to Tennessee. Now, I don't think it's actually going to happen. Uh, I mean, it was like a day ago, people were posting pictures of him practicing in spring practice at Oklahoma. And it's just like, it's like he's practicing here, he's not going to transfer. But Besides him, if he transfers or not, who cares? But how do you feel about guys coming back to the team? Leaving then coming back, how would you feel about that? You know, I don't want him back. I don't want him, I don't, I don't want him back. Bro, you left and you left when it's convenient. You yeah. left when the chips were down. You're a hometown yeah. guy. You're from Memphis. Mm-hmm. And you left, and then you go to you go to Oklahoma because you think that y'all are going to be in the you know college football playoff, and you got Spencer Rattler, and you got all the hype. No, that bro, no, hell no, I don't, <laughs> no, not at all. I can probably if I'm Jeremy Banks or I'm a linebacker or I'm Byron Young, and I'm a defensive end, and he tries to come, I'm like, no, bro, hit the road. And, and if he did come back, and the team accepted him just because he's talented, I'd be like, I want that motherfucker first in the middle of the locker room. Like, put them deuces up, bro. Like you little. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it just, it just, it's a bad taste in my mouth. And I was pretty surprised. A couple of my buddies were like, most of the guys that I would have thought that would agree that way, like, no, you left us. Don't we don't want you back? Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, no, we like we take him. He's good. Like we need all the good players we can get to compete. And I said, hey, I, I understand that. I said, but I'm I'm a little surprised by this because if someone dumps you, the hell with them when they when you start doing better than them. Or whatever, and they want to come back. No, see ya. Yeah, so, see ya. And I, and I, 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 I don't even have. I don't even have to ask you. I know you don't want him back. No, I don't want him back either. I, I would be uh, if I was in that locker room. I'd be very upset. Like, no, like you suck. Like you literally left us at the worst possible moment. Um, also, we've said this a lot that in this kind of offense and what we do that. Like, it is good to have, like, really good running backs and really good wide receivers. Like, it always helps. But at the same time, Hypo can make it work. He doesn't need the absolute best of the best in every position. Like, he can make it work. So, this whole, like, th- there is no need for Eric Gray is pretty much what I'm saying. Like, this team does not need him at all. He will not win us more games than we would win if he wasn't here. You understand what I'm saying? No, like, I don't we'll be fine. I think uh, I think at some point he needs some of those guys because we want to compete for SEC championships and college. Yeah, I'm just playoffs, saying like Eric Gray is not going to make the difference. I know, I know. I'm just saying that overall, like I would be nice to have some of these different makers and not so that freaking 
you know, Heupel doesn't have to play MacGyver and, and patchwork all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I would rather him have some legit dogs like Nico and some of these other guys, which you'll get there. But I agree. If we're talking about just Eric Gray, like I said the same thing. I was like, I don't think he makes that big of a difference next year. Like, I no. think uh, I, I'm, I'm happy with Jabari. I think some of the other younger guys. But one of the guys I'm most excited about to see next week when we go on Saturday is, is Justin Williams, um, I think is his name. The kid that came from uh, uh, Georgia, you know, four-star. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's who I'm gonna, That's one of the people I'm going to be looking for most and, and seeing him. So, no, heck with Air Greg, bro. You left us. Stay down there in Big Ten country and or Big 12 country and deal with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm right along with you. Uh, okay. Two more things before we get into the interview, because I just remembered another one that I wanted to bring up. Um, Ball baseball sweeps Ole Miss this weekend uh, after Lane Kiffin goes out there and just be, you know, the typical selfish Lane Kiffin. And we talked about this on Saturday when we were golfing. Just how can I make every single thing that ever happens about myself? And that's pretty much what he did, throwing out the first pitch. How can I have everyone paying attention to me? And then we go 12-1 on Friday, 10-3 on Saturday, 4-3 today, sweep them. They're the number one team in the nation. We will be ranked number one next week going into Vanderbilt. Um, And, God, it's sweet. Oh, it tastes so good. I mean, this was a, this was a nice, nice victory. And I, I – I love the fact they finished it off. Like they, all three games, win them all. Don't just lose this last one. Like, no, 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 no. Let them know who you are as a team. Yeah. I mean, everyone that is listening to this more than one time, they know I can't stand Ole Miss. Uh, I've never, I've never liked Ole Miss. It came from my time of living in Memphis and going to the, you know, playing at the University of Memphis. Like when you're just those Ole Miss type fans, I just, I don't like them. They've, they're not they've never been good really at anything like they don't you know they don't really win championships at anything or anything like that I know they do have a, usually have a pretty good baseball program but you know they're not Vandy they're not winning college World Series all the time and stuff like that but um, no. the fact that I, I and I just saw a real quick clip but of course Lane walks out there and he's got his joggers like pulled up and his Jordans and like his hoodie. And just pulls out the golf ball and like all this stupid nonsense, bro. Like, and I get it. Ole Miss, they're trying to troll us. They bring him out for the first pitch. Well, you got your ass beat. Instead of worrying about who's throwing out the first pitch, you should have gotten a baseball coach that got could have got your team ready. All yeah, because they tried to say they weren't ready, but then come Saturday, it looked like they weren't ready either. You got to work, yeah, you got to work again. Like, I mean, I'm just saying it's just what Ole Miss is. It's like the people that go there, they just think they're better than they are, like. They're a bunch of frat stars. It's a bunch of party schools. It's just a bunch of lamos, like, all the way around it. Like, you can't have a walk of champions and you're not a champion of anything. <laughs> so, um, uh-oh. <laughs> and, 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 he's, and he's getting fired up, guys. She does. Yeah, she's, she's getting fired up with Reed. He, yeah, that's, hey, you know, on. that's my dog right there, Connor. DMX. <laughs> 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 If she does, if she does it again, I'll have to open the door so she gets in here with me. But um, no, I just I can't stand Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin's a perfect. He's perfect for them. He's a lame. He's a lame daddy's gas, as I call it. Somebody that goes to Ole Miss and parties and lives off their dad's money and like whatever and like just they think it's cool to like go get drunk and like 
you know, be the life of the party and all this stuff. And that's lame. Like, that, that's lame. And so he wants it about him. He goes out, throws it, and we just go out there and beat their ass. And now, <laughs> I don't necessarily say that we have to be number one because I'm, I'm tired of worrying about rankings. Like, I, I just want to win a championship. Yep. I want to win when it matters. So, like, yep. I, you know, I don't want us to be number one and then go to Vandy and get swept away because people are going to make that a big deal. Like, no, like, if we're number if we're – let me let her in. Give me one second. Go ahead and get her. Go ahead and get her. Um, yeah, and also this the, the, the for the fans out there, this I tried to get tickets to this Vandy game. They're literally like two hundred and fifty dollars, well, three hundred dollars to a baseball. Is that game. this upcoming weekend? Yes. It, 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 yeah. Like, plus, you're going to be here coaching. Well, up I life. knew that. I we're, that is also something we are going to be at practice on Saturday. Um, and we're going to record podcasts immediately after, so you guys get everything that we saw. Uh, next week, which is going to be awesome. But oh, we do it immediately after. That's news to me. Who's run? Did you run that by my agent? <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, oh, there she is. What I'm saying is, I could have gone maybe a Friday or Sunday, as we're going to practice Saturday. But they're just, I mean, out of this world expensive. I never thought it'd be that much, and they're probably going up even more now. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Now that we beat Ole Miss. Uh, Look at the baby. This Come here. Look at the baby. Where are you going? Annie, <laughs> come here. Annie, right here. All right, we'll see you later. <laughs> um, anyways, no, I, I did, yeah, that is expensive. Like, and if it wasn't, if I had not just been in Nashville and we were going to practice and they were like 100, 150 bucks, like, I don't like baseball, but I would go there just to go with you. It'd be fun and stuff like that, but. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just, yeah. I, you know what though? I trust them. I don't think they're going to go like lay an egg, and they might get, they might lose the series, but I don't think they're going to go there and get swept or anything. They're, they're a good baseball team. Yeah, and they're not going to get just trout like we just did to Ole Miss. It's not going to be twelve to one in a game. Right. Like we got, we got over sixty home runs on the season. Like we, we are a powerhouse. What an, what an idiot too that the, the, I guess the pitcher and came out like. They did this. It was just like kind of that excuses, like we'll yeah. be ready tomorrow. And it's like you weren't. Like what an idiot! Like I, was, <laughs> I like, know that's that's the guy. That's hey, the you're guy writing like, checks. Your ass can't catch, man. Yeah, that's like that stuff. That like if I if I'm on that team and I see that, like you know me, like the next day I I hit a bomb and I'm going up right to him and like staring him down, mm-hmm. you know, or like or if I'm you know whatever that day I'm just like, hey yeah, like nice quote, dumbass, and like just, <laughs> yeah. walking, just walking off just to like troll him. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, it, was, it was awesome. I, 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 I'm gonna be honest. Last thing I say about it, I that's the number one team I would pick over Vandy, over Bama, Florida, Texas. Who I don't care. I would have picked Ole Miss to beat them and sweep them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a little bit towards Vandy in Arkansas because last year is like rivalry with them. But yes, I, I feel that for sure. Um, yeah. Last thing before we get into the interview, so I wanted to get your reaction. We literally have not talked about it besides a text that I sent you. But Rick Barnes gets the extension through the 2026 and 2027 season. And as we know, Reed has not always been the best Rick Barnes fan here. Uh, So... How are you feeling about this? What what's what's going through your head here? I just I just shook my head. I just thought it was dumb. Like there's there's no real there's no real need for it. Like 
this year is at least he won a championship. He won the SEC tournament championship. Okay. Um, and once again, none of this is personal. Like I really respect him as a person. I like him. Uh, I care about my faith. He seems to be, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't met him. So I, some people come off and could, and they might be fake. So someone might be listening to us. They know him and they could say, Hey, he's not a genuine person, whatever. I, I don't know, but I respect how he seems to run his program and how he treats people and how he's, his faith is very important to him. But just as a basketball coach, like he is what he is. Once again, like second round Rick this year, like he didn't, he won, he, he, he gained some, he gained my, my opinion of him doesn't matter to him at all. It shouldn't, but like, he did gain a little bit more respect in my eyes because he did win the tournament. He did win yeah. a tournament. It might've been the junior tournament. It might've been the, 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 the happy meal tournament, but I, in, you know, it's happy okay. You know, it's not, it's, he didn't give me the big Mac, but I, I got, I got a burger and surprise. So like that's still a big deal to me. And so I do give him respect last year. There was no need to really give him extension unless I'm talking out of my butt and maybe his deal was almost up. Like he was at a year and they wanted to do it for recruiting and purposes and stuff like that. But this year I, I get why they're doing it because it's like, Oh, he just won a tournament. We're a good yeah. program. But I really thought about it after the Michigan loss and thought about it like we were pretty much who we were all year. We were never a top 10, top five, top 18 this year. We were always teens and 20s. We were a top five team going into the tournament, which you would think is the best time to be. Like we, the last AP rank, we were the fifth best country or fifth best basketball team in the country. Did I ever think we were the fifth best? No, but I thought we were playing hot. And if we got good matchups, we could have maybe – Elite eight, maybe final four. Mm -hmm. um, but he maybe overachieved a little bit this year with the roster and the people that we had. And um, so I get why they gave him the extension this year, but it's, I still shake my head. We just gave him one last year. Why? It's 2022. Why do we need to sign him for 26, like to the, or uh, 2026 and 2027? Kyler, it's college sports. Things yeah. change from, things change dramatically. What if he comes out next year and lays a massive egg? And then, and then all the fans are – he's on the hot seat for the fans. Yeah. Well, then that following year, it starts out rough. And we're sitting – and you're like, oh, it's the 2023-2024 season, but we still got this this clown for another three – it's just – for me, I feel like universities just give a, give away a lot of money way too quick, way too fast, and then they come – and then they end up regretting it. So that's yeah. why I just thought, you know, this is less about Rick and more about, like, what – there's just no need for it. But, but what do you think? I get that. I agree with what you're saying. I think a lot of times there's no need for extensions, like extending uh, any kind of coach doesn't matter what sport. It just like puts you in such a bind because like you said, things can change, man. Things can change drastically in a year or two. Um, and I, I agree with you in that sense. I, I was wondering if you were on that side of it or if it was more of just like, I really don't like Rick Barnes and I don't think he deserves the extension. But I agree with you, like the smarts of when you sign that extension, when you give him the extension, how long is the extension, like understanding what you're getting into there. Because the, these buyouts are just, I mean, costing universities so much money. Did you see – did you see Coach Cal's buyout? No. Like $56 million. Oh so, I, I don't know why Kentucky would want to get rid of him, but if they ever did, nobody's paying – no other schools paying – like, 
Coach K's leaving. Duke ain't calling Kentucky. You know, uh-huh. so like, but that's just, but like, yeah, I mean, it, I, I mean, I'm the type of guy that if I was, I mean, I'm the type of guy, this is just pretty ignorant, like, good thing I'm not Danny White, but if I was, I'd be like, I'm going to go get the St. Peter's coach. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, like, like Rick is, Rick is who he is. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't necessarily see anything changing, you know, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. And it's just like, so for me, I just think like I would not tie any of these coaches up unless I, unless I, if I was, if I was a athletic director, I'm not tying up any of these coaches unless it's like a Nick Saban, you know, unless it's someone's proven, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just, yeah. So I don't know, but whatever, it's not my money. I, I just, now I'm just kind of annoyed with the fact that I'm probably stuck with him for another four or five years until he retires. You know, yeah. so uh, and which, is, which is which is kind of sad because it's like uh, next year I'll probably be the same way I was this year where I'm not really into it, and then I'll start getting into it into March, get my hopes up, and then right down the drain, <laughs> just crushed. Uh, yeah, I mean it was a it was a complete turnaround of how I felt last time we were recording to how I feel right now is a complete complete turnaround, um, and that's why sports are awesome, but. Uh, yeah, that was great. Little update on everything that's going on. Uh, always love seeing you. Thank you for what did you let me let me ask you this? Yeah, let me ask you this. I have not watched his highlights yet. Have you watched any Nico highlights yet? Um, I was gonna get because I mean, people would probably want to hear your opinion on that if you've seen it. I have not done a deep dive. I watched a like YouTube video of him doing some seven on seven and like a little tournament, but that doesn't always really give me like the full feel of, right. of what a guy's like. Um, so I, I want to dive deeper into it, but like when it is like some of those guys, it's like he's a five-star for a reason, you know, like his highlight tapes probably out of this world. He's just dropping dimes to people and running around like crazy. Cause he's also athletic. Um, but that was one thing that I thought about when I was watching that seven on seven thing. Because I always thought, like, well, this isn't real football. Like, this really can't like, give you a give you a like real determination of how good of a player you're going to be, or your talent level, or anything like that. But one thing that I thought of: if you got a guy who struggles with looking down the field and throwing the ball, and always looking for an open man, and likes to run it, like likes to run first. Seven on seven is perfect because it forces him to throw it. Um, so in that realm, I'm like, because that was like the first time I really thought about seven on seven that way. And I was like, oh, that would actually make sense for like a quarterback who's struggling, like not trusting his reads or trusting the throws he can make and like in a game would rather just run. Like seven on seven is great to be like, hey, now you have to throw. There's no running as a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and what we're going to do, we have uh, uh, to jump in. We have this – we have a special guest coming up, and it was a great interview. I'm a huge fan of his now. Good young man. Some – actually some really good sound bites. I mean, we – that, like, he said to us and it made us, we were like – like, it got me fired up. I was like, wow, like, I love to hear that from him. So, yep. good interview. 
after this podcast, uh, we're going to practice. We'll do an offensive breakdown, defensive breakdown. But then we will jump in and we'll look at highlights of Brew McCoy if he ends up signing and being official with Tennessee. We'll look at Nico highlights and and kind of break those down and do a recruiting pod. You know, we'll do re- recruiting pods where we break down film every every so often as we yeah, get we more go, guys. As we um, go, and then we always yeah, do the big one when big we one, right. sign guys. So Right, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about Nico because I, I like watching when you watch film and hear your opinion and all that stuff. Uh, real quick story about seven on seven. So uh, we were in college. I had already left Memphis. I wasn't playing football anymore, but I was back at UT, obviously still playing flag and active and stuff. Well, we had one of our good buddies, Tyler, who was playing college football, we had a couple um, other buddies that were out playing college football. We had some people that were at UT playing college football at the time, and we all got together for people to get out, run, do cardio, and stuff like that. You have no idea what story this is, and it's a good one. No, I'm and we, excited. And we go to uh, we go to John Talton. We're like, hey, let's meet up Saturday afternoon. Like, let's get out there. Let's get some cardio. Some other Catholic kids that were graduating that were going to go off and play places that had scholarship offers. So we had a good group. I mean, there's some good talented guys out there. And uh, literally first first play of the game, like first play of the game where everyone's lined up, we're getting ready. Well, Kyler is out, out there at his uh, three, probably 318. I think you were might have been like a sophomore at UT at this time. Yeah. First play, in first play of the game, you're just you're you're just your big asses playing like middle linebacker, just like because you're just out there just to get like get some conditioning, get some running. And first first play of the game, he jumps, he quarterback drops back looks left and doesn't look him off because he's just like well it's just Kyler and he throws it and Kyler jumps and snags this pick like it wasn't like a jump in the air it was like he opened his hips he turned he ran and he like caught it like jumped the route and just starts house calling it we're like what and so like I take off and I'm like I ain't catching him bro this is like this is like a year or two after I'm removed from playing college football you're 318 pounds and the quarterback who throws it is uh, a Division One out, out, outside linebacker at the time. He played quarterback at Catholic, but so that's why he's playing quarterback then. But and he starts chasing you down, and like we ain't catching him. And I remember, and I remember being after that game. I said, "Holy bro!" I said, "SEC athletes are different." I said, "This is an offensive lineman who just picked it off and house called it." Like, and I'm not joking. Like that really happened. Like your team went nuts when you picked it off and house called it. But it was just really funny because, like, there was, uh, like I said, he was. I mean, there, there, there were. It was all scholarship athletes or or people who are playing right now, or like whatever. Like, and you picked it and house called it. And people started trying to run you down. They just couldn't catch you, and you went nuts after you did it. And I was like, I was like, damn, man, that's crazy. Because you were really good at flag. You were great at flag football. Yeah. And you lost your weight and you were two hundred and sixty-five, seventy pounds. Like people couldn't guard you. Like, I, I told you, I was like. Let me work with you and train you. Let's get some real trainers. Try to go play in the NFL as a tight end. You're like, <laughs> you were laughing. You were laughing like, no, no, no. But like, I just will always remember that seven on seven. And I was like, that's when I was really like, this guy is a freak. Like, that's why he's four star, thirty scholarship offers, getting to go somewhere. Yeah. So, do you yeah. remember that? Bro? Well, I appreciate that. Do you remember that? Um, I hell yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I. Uh, it was actually. So I remember the play that Tyler threw it off to this, this – I guess he was it was kind of an outlet because he was running out of time, and he, he tried to throw it, and I reacted and hit it with one hand to start with. Like just 
okay. went and ran and got one hand on it and it popped up in the air. And then I caught it again after it popped off off my hand and I started running. And uh, what we had decided before the game is we weren't going to play full field. If right. like you're on defense to return it, we're right. going to play half field. Right. And I think Tyler had said afterwards, like he forgot that it was half field. And I was like, I was running to that pylon. Yeah, you I was went, running yeah, no. that midpoint like as fast as I could to try yeah. and get there before him because I knew Tyler was faster than me. I'm like, bro, I got to get here before. Like, I, I'm trying and um, was able to cross before he tagged me. And, yeah, uh, yeah just went crazy. He, Chest yeah, bumps, he told started, me. started going to ham. Yeah, and, and so if people wanted – like, what we did – we actually had film. Like, or we had people there that were filming it because there was not – not like people didn't come to film us, like some of the players that were filming. That like there was another quarterback there who had a Division One scholarship. He'd already committed to go play Division One ball, so he was filming himself working on stuff. And so we had film. I would love to see that film. But what we did was is we set up at like the forty or the fifty and went in one direction. Yeah. And that was and we, that was the only direction we were going to go because we had uh, cameras on each side. Well, you picked it off and went just the other direction. And like you didn't have to really run. Like you could have ran like ten yards and it would have been like, hey, okay, you guys scored. But you just said you ran the rest of the field to get to the pylon in the end zone. And I remember seeing Tyler, and I think that he could fit it. He thought he could fit it in, like didn't think you would get there. And I remember him being like, yeah, that was really impressive. And then he kind of stood there for a second. And then when yeah. you ran, and then he was like, well, I guess I need to run after him. Yeah. And then it was hilarious, bro. You were He's like, oh, oh, wait, he's actually running. Yeah. I need to go after his ass. Yeah, yeah it was funny. It was, it, was, it was still one of the more athletic plays I've, I've ever seen. De- yeah, that I've ever seen someone your size make. And that's – we were all like, jeez, man, 318 pounds, and he was just leaving people in the dust. Like That was – that was uh, that was all I did after school in the Boys and Girls Club, like elementary and middle school. We just played football, and it was like a seven-on-seven seven against each other. Yeah. If it was 20 guys that wanted to play, it was 10-on-10. 10 10. Like, it was yeah. just like we, we figured it out that way. We played uh, – well, I guess it's not – like balls up where you you get the ball, you run around, try and avoid tackles. Someone tackles you, you throw it up. Yeah. Somebody else gets the ball. Like that was all I played as a kid. So I think that helped in a way. Like, oh, with your, yeah. yeah. Get me used to that. Being like, yeah, I want to be a skill guy so bad. I mean, that was, that was literally just me living out a dream. Just being like, I got a pick in a game. Like I always yeah. wanted to, like, I wanted to, I wanted to be Keith Bullock when I was a kid. Like I want to be a linebacker. I don't want to be a big ass fat offensive lineman so when I when I was able to relive that it was it was very enjoyable <laughs> yeah it was that was sick yeah I always remember that it just it, I just that jogged my memory when we were talking about Nico playing center on center but anyways all right um yeah great pod and uh great interview I mean I hope everyone likes it and so yeah yeah talk with you yeah. guys soon all right so let's uh let's jump right into that interview um and hope you guys enjoy it Okay there, listeners, we've got another ad here. This one is Athletic Greens. So tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and even aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. So, 
to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens. Take ownership of your health. Okay, welcome in, everybody. Uh, what an amazing podcast we have today because we're welcoming on a special guest. It is Jerome Carvin. How are we doing, bud? Man, doing good, man. Just trying to stay warm, you know. Right. Yes, this is on uh, Saturday. So Knoxville just got eight inches of snow. Um, so I'm sure it was pretty jarring since it was like, you know, 60 degrees yesterday. Um, before we get into any questions, not to hurt Reed feeling, I'm going to ask him, how you doing, bud? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I couldn't be doing any better today on vacation with my family, but I was not good. If Jerome did not get on this, I was not joining. I was like, Kyler, you can fly solo. But <laughs> I was like, I want to jump on with Jerome, ask him some questions. So I'm doing great. Uh, I couldn't be any better since I always joke that I'm a big chubby chaser and a cleat chaser. So I'm just on here with two, two studs. So let's do this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You, you always had an affinity to me because I was over 300. Now you got two of us on here. Yeah. It's what I yeah. like. Just the big boys protecting me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, first, first question, Jerome, because I know you, you know, play guard and also center. Uh, so I wanted to know how soft is the back of Hendon's hand when he gets <laughs> over there? Man, uh, you know, our offense, man, we never really go under center like that. So yeah, I know. I was like, the only time you're ever going to experience is, is like center quarterback exchange at practice. Yeah, I swear. Like, and it, we barely do, like, it's barely under center there, too. Like, it's all shotgun. Like, do you get, do you get nervous if he's like, hey, we're going quarterback sneak? You're like, oh, shit, I better get this right. I haven't practiced this in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, when we do practice it, like, it's very, very little reps. So, yeah, I got to get it right. Dude, I, I, I wasn't, wasn't going to ask this, Kyler, but I just have to ask now. Like, and this is perfect for Jerome. Do you get frustrated if you guys are fourth and one or fourth and inches and you're like, why are we not QB sneaking? Or do you, are you just like so in the game, you're like, F it, whatever they call it, we're going to execute? Oh, no, I'm I'm frustrated. I'm mad as hell. Like, if we, man, call it inside zone, like, what are we doing? Like, quarterback sneak, like, if we pass the ball, it's like fourth and short or something like that, like. I'm, I'm going to be frustrated with Yeah, because, I mean, you have pride as an offensive lineman to be like, bro, it's short yardage. Like, if we run this, we're going to get it. Like, that's not exactly. even a worry in your head. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking, too. So Yeah. Well, that, it's good to hear him say that. I mean, honestly, it's refreshing because after we, you know, what, whether it was the pit game early on or whether it was some of those, I guess, in, I don't know, Georgia or – I guess Alabama too, and it's like fourth and one. It's like get behind Jerome's big ass, get Hinton Hooker, and get a yard. Like, it's like what are we doing? But I do love Heifel, so I guess that's my only complaint about him. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I'm not gonna judge the offensive mind of Heifel at all. Uh, right. He definitely definitely knows more than I do, so it's kind of hard to. Um, 
us talking about position, what would you say is your preferred position, Jerome? Because you have played multiple. Yeah, I would say uh, if, like, a team was looking at me, I would say I'm a guard that can play center. That's what I would say. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and do you, and do you prefer right or left? Uh, I actually, I don't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Hey, that's a good answer. Hope the scouts <laughs> are watching this one. <laughs> say, say you got quick feet and you can play tackle too. Speaking of uh, speaking of scouts, how was that process for you this off season? Like thinking about like, hey, like I might want to be cashing in and make making some bank. I mean. I can promise you, out of the three of us sitting on this call, your your future is the most exciting one, and and that's and that's awesome because, I mean, Kyler had had his time, and you know it's a pretty awesome dream. I'm I'm assuming it's a childhood dream of yours, but how how did your off season look? With hey, do am I going to come back or am I going to go the, to the league or try to the league or whatever? Yeah, so I'll say, uh, first. I was like the coaching staff, like they came to me first. Like it was like week five or six. We played, it was like we played South Carolina and they asked and they like brought it up, like, hey, like you think about coming back? I was like, nah, like <laughs> it's not even on my mind, to be honest. Like, you know, it's just mid season. Like I'm not thinking about that. But, uh, and then I started talking to, uh, you know, agents and all that stuff was, uh, coming at me and like just saying, saying this and that or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. I, I just wasn't hearing what I wanted to hear, I guess, in a sense. And I just I just feel like I could play even better uh, than I did this, this past year. So um, that's kind of made me want to, like, come back, and, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. finish off, you know what I'm saying, just – because 76, like, yeah, the bowl game was – you know, everybody had their opinions on that. But I just feel like our team has a new height. Like, we can reach new heights, you know, so that's why I really wanted to come back. Hell yeah. I, I'm honestly <laughs> surprised that they came up to you that early in the season because I, I even felt like that my la- my last year there. I was like, well, the bowl game is over. Like, what do I do? Like, what am I supposed yeah. to do at this point? And the fact that it, it is a good sign that they are already kind of like, hey, what is your next step? So we can help you they, get hey, to the because bowl, they were going to start get an agent again. or like get invited yeah. to the combine. Yeah. I hype and the boys were worried about recruiting Jerome the rest of the season. They don't want to lose him. Yeah, man. <laughs> they're worried like, uh, who's going to be on our offensive line next year? Uh, yeah. Jerome, please stay. Uh, did you have yeah. a, did you have any, I got, I actually got to start. I got to start with this. So you're, you grew up in Memphis, right? Yeah. Okay. I love Memphis. So I actually, I went to the University of Memphis for a year. I still have family down there. I'm in the city all the time. Um, so I, I love Memphis. My my question is to you is, what is some of your top favorite restaurants in Memphis? Like, I'm eating now. I'm always I'm always eating on the pod. But, like, Great question. I kid, you not, I, I kid you not, like, Memphis is my favorite city food-wise in the entire state. So, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that. Like, everyone knows that. But what are some of your favorites? Well, all these options are not gonna be healthy. I mean, you like you eating some healthy, but uh, no, no, was, no, I'm not healthy. <laughs> just today is healthy. Just today, but nah. Um, I would say, of course, I start for barbecue because uh, you know that's what, I think that's what Memphis is universally known for. Uh, I definitely my favorite barbecue restaurant is Central's. So, like, okay. I, I think that's number one best like in the city. Okay. I, I I got a lot of arguments about it, but I think Central's barbecue is the best. Barbecue okay. place. 
wings. I maybe it's known for wings too. So I would say my favorite wing place is Crumpy's. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, Crumpy's. So you, like, so you like Crumpy's better than Chang's? Yeah, I think Chang's is overrated. To be honest, okay. I might okay. get for that. Way. What about what about Gus's? Gus's, no, yeah, Gus's. <laughs> Gus's, 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 Gus's is good, but Gus's is in a chain. So, but so no, you're, so you're like, like so Gus's like, is so for like, tourists, huh? So you like Crumpies over chains? Yes. Is it chains or chains? I always forget. Chains. Chains. Okay. Yeah, chains. Do you like Gibson's donuts? Ah, <laughs> uh, you gonna get on me? I never had it. Oh, I never wow. had it. Okay. Yeah, okay, I never fine. had it. I know it's a okay. big, like it's a famous donut shop, Memphis. But I never had it. Okay. What about um, – I'll say this. My favorite my favorite barbecue – I like Central, and Central's made a bigger push in my past couple of years for me, but I love Germantown Commissary, and I love I love the original Germantown Commissary, which should have been pretty close. Isn't – it's kind of – Germantown and Cordova are somewhat, like, decently close, correct? Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you've been to the original one, like the hole in the wall. Like, yeah, I love that one. yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, uh, like, my ninth grade – uh, like I, I went to Germantown High School, and it was like literally like you go walk yeah. to Germantown Commissary. Yeah, yeah. now yeah. Germantown Commissary is really good. It's up there for me. It's like top five for me for sure. I got you. Um, okay, no, okay. I'm trying. If I think of any other uh, Memphis place, like I love, I love Belmont Grill too, which I haven't been in a while. Um, I, I mean, there's so many, but I, if I think of some more, I'll have, I'll have to ask. But don't, <laughs> I, I just wanted, to, I just wanted to ask about about some of my favorite Memphis spots. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got the Memphis yeah, got connection. Couldn't help yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you mentioned them coming to you, talking to you about leaving and all that kind of stuff. And we had, we had Jacob Warren on probably right at the end of the season, and we asked him the same question, wondering what was something that you saw really changed when you went from Pruitt to Hypo? Because – when I was there, I went from Dooley to Butch, and I would say like the biggest thing that happened for us was discipline. It was just it, a lot of it was too free under Dooley, and guys were kind of getting away with stuff that they shouldn't have, and just like being able to do whatever they wanted, skip class, smoke, drink, like it didn't matter. And with Butch, it was very much like, hey, listen, like we're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to be responsible. Like this is the kind of effort that we need at practice. Like it, it really did change a lot. You know, his tenure didn't end like he wanted, but there was a change that was needed. Is there something that you can point to when Hypo came in that you're like, this change right here or this thing that he reiterated over and over is the reason why it was kind of a flip? Yeah, oh, most definitely. Uh, you know, I ain't trying to take shots at uh, Pruitt, but uh, no, don't. Hey, don't. It, it, you don't have to do that. <laughs> no, no, no. We're just talking about high school. I don't want you to take shots. Bet, bet, bet. All right, Listen, bet. once you're once you're about uh, seven, eight years removed, then you can start taking shots like like I do. Uh, I'll say the big thing that we were missing was like the culture piece. You know, and I know that's a big word. Like, this could be multiple things. Uh, I would just say, like, similar to, like, what you just said with Bush, like, Hypo came in, like, first day was, like, like holding each other accountable, holding our teammates accountable. And, like, like and he was, like, like posting it, like, in a team meeting room. Like, he'll show, like, like who missed class, like, 
who, you know what I'm saying, missed a Thornton, like, an academic uh, meeting, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, in front wow. of everybody, like, coaches, and, like, everybody's there. So, like, everyone sees when you, you know what I'm saying, when you mess up. And it was, like, it kind of, like, it kind of made, like, it pretty much, like, made you, like, look, like, you got to you gotta get on your shit, you know what I'm saying? So, I think that was the biggest piece because, you know, I'll say under Pruitt, like, we had more free reign. Like, you can, you know what I'm saying, if you messed up, like, he was going to get on you, but it wasn't to where, like, he wasn't going to blast in front of everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so, it, might kind of, it kind of, like, embarrasses you a little bit. Like, man, like, yeah. hey, I didn't pick my shit up. You know what I'm saying? So, I would say, say I would say embarrassment or, like, quote, unquote, disappointment. Yes, yeah. is, is you feel bad longer than any kind of, like, MF, you a bitch, you yeah. suck. Like, if you're, like, I'm disappointed in you, that hits. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, because he's not like a big, he's not a guy like that, that like just cut you out. Like, like he's just gonna like, he's gonna be like just real with you, you know. So when yeah, he when he brings that up and like puts that up in like a team meeting or something, or maybe just like an offensive meeting, like, do you guys turn around and like look at a dude like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Like, because I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause it might be like it might be a couple of names, it might be like two, three names on there, like so. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, like, what the hell y'all doing? Like, you know? So, yeah, yeah you just get on them from there. So, I love that. I, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have thought to like, oh yeah, like, blast it out in front of everybody, and let you know if a fucking third string right guard's not going to class, it's like the starter's gonna step in his face and be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? So, besides, besides calling guys out in front of everybody else. Did it ever have any effect? Like, if it was like, hey, Reed, like, you were late to class, and so therefore now everybody in the team has to be punished or anything like that, or is it just, just the we're going to call you out because you need to be on the same track and doing everything else? Like, was there any punishment involved, or was it just kind of like just like the call out and be like, hey, like, you're not doing what you need to do? Oh, uh, no, nah, yeah, there was, there was punishment involved too, like. Uh, based on like how many misses you have, like, and it's like it's a short lease, so like, I want to say like it's like three or four misses, like, and like pretty much like the whole team is, is like doing up downs, so, like doing some type of punishment into it, like you know, so it's, it's a whole, it's like a if a whole unit is doing something, or if a whole team is doing something, like yeah, like that ain't gonna end well for you, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> okay, that's a uh... oh, yeah, I love, I I absolutely love that. I uh, I feel like that's the only way that you can like really hold people accountable is to like integrate everyone else into it. Cause then it's like, you know, you might randomly walk up to somebody that you saw they missed class and you see them on campus. You'd be like, you're going to make class. You're going to make it before the class checker gets there. Cause I'm not yeah. trying to do any more up downs. Yeah. No, nah, it's, yeah, it's really like that. Like, you know, cause, right. I mean, like, you know, not to get on it, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to ask you this um, because I kind of felt this the same when I was there. I started out, I registered my first year, and then I was on field goal and jumbo package for two years and like rotating in. If some guy's helmet popped off, I didn't start and then started my last two. It, was there a time, whether it be off-season workouts in the winter, or spring practice or workouts in the summer where you felt that like leadership role start to lean onto you where it was like, Oh crap. I, I have to be the one to kind of get these guys going or I have to be the one to 
start leading or do you feel like that happened this year during the season? Cause that, that's a possibility too. Cause I mean, last year with you being hurt and not getting to play every game, maybe you kind of felt like you were on the outside looking in and now like, was there a moment or was there a time where you were like, Oh, I, I have to be the one. And I, you know, I'll take that over for everybody. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, I, I like you said. I'll say this this past year, uh, you know, like I think me and Cave pretty much like took that on. Uh, you know, guys before me, like like you know, playing with uh, Trey uh, and Brandon yeah. Kennedy, like guys like that, like those those were the, like two leaders, like in the old line room, like me coming up. Uh, so you never you never want to let them two down because like you see them go to work, like you see them go to practice every day, like and they, they go like they treat it like true professionals. Mm-hmm. So I like, just seeing that like rubbed off on me, and I just you know what I'm saying I always kept my head down always. I wasn't a big guy, like, I guess, like, rah-rah, like, type stuff until I had to be, like, this year. So I had to be that guy to, like, talk in front of the team, talk in front of the unit, talk in front of the line, you know. And uh, I think that, I think it made me better, to be honest. So I'll say this is past year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think sometimes you're like, all right, I, I don't want to do this at this moment, but I know everybody else is watching, so I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to put in that little extra. And I agree with you where, like, I never considered myself rah-rah at all. And when I was out in practice or anything like that, it was never rah-rah. It was never rah-rah. It was just like, hey, I'm pushing this sled just as hard as you are. Like, you don't get to, you know, take a play off. I'm, I'm working just as hard as you. I think, like, the rah-rah that you can do is maybe, like, weight room. Mm-hmm. Where it's like coaches want you to get hyped, so you lift a bunch of weight, so then you can start like rah rah and yelling at guys and everything like that. But once you're out in that field, it's mostly like, okay, who's sweating their ass off? Who's working their ass off? Who's like just rolled an ankle and is and just like bent their nail back, but they're still going out there and yeah. <laughs> going to the next play. Like, I think that speaks volumes to to the younger guys, especially. And that is honestly awesome to hear that. Trey kind of rubbed off on you guys and kind of gave you a little bit of a blueprint moving forward. Oh uh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, man. He way he went at it, man. He he attacked it every day. And just you know, seeing him play, seeing him do it like it's it's no shocker to me like what he's doing now. So hey, don't hey Kyler, he said Brandon Kennedy too. Don't 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 be yeah, don't, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you gotta don't say Brandon. Brandon just because Trey's out here balling in the league. Um <laughs> uh, I want to ask. I want to ask Jerome. So coming out as a, I looked it up and and I just saw it on one. So you might have been a five, but I saw a four star recruit and I didn't get a chance to look at. How, I'm assuming you had tons of offers. What was it like? Was it an easy decision to go to UT? Because I mean, it's funny. Like, you know, Memphis is in the state, but people don't get if they don't spend time in Memphis. Like, you, besides having the University of Memphis there, like Ole Miss is an hour and a half. Like you got. Um, you know, Mississippi State's not far. Like, so was it easy for you, or what? What, what was your background with the University of Tennessee? And then, yeah, kind of what, what was it like making that decision? Yeah, so um, just yeah, going back on what you're saying, man, where Memphis is located, like, there's like, I want to say like almost eight or nine SEC schools that are closer than yep. University of Tennessee, and I just you know, it's just like wow, like, but we're in the same state, you would think that, but uh, man, it was hard. It was a hard decision to be honest. Uh, like you said, I I had a lot of offers, but uh, I, I know I wanted to play in the SEC, so I narrowed it down to that. So I know I want to play in the SEC, so that's why I led it to. Uh, 
Um, and just, um, I'll say when I first, I wasn't a big Tennessee fan, like, growing up. Like, I, no. I, I always watched it, you know what I'm saying? Because I watched SD, like, Memphis, you know what I'm saying? It's in the South, so I love SD ball. That's why I grew up watching. And um, I ain't really start paying attention to, like, I want to say 2015, 2016. And, like, just seeing, like, uh, seeing Tennessee ball, like, you know what I'm saying, going, like, nine win seasons, stuff like that. Like, I'm like, okay, like, they catch my eye. And, you know, it so happened that they started recruiting me, you know, early on in my uh, high school career. Um, I just fell in love with the place. Like, my first visit to Knoxville, I fell in love with it, you know. Uh, and, like, Knoxville is probably a big reason why I went, you know what I'm saying? Cause, I mean, y'all know how Knoxville is. So. Yeah. I, I think that's that's really what set everything apart and just the culture, just the fans, and just the passion of Tennessee football in Knoxville. Like, that's, that's pretty much why I pretty much came. What uh, did you – where did you else did you take visits? Yeah, I took visits to – uh, I went to Mississippi State, you know, Ole Miss, like anyway, yeah. always close. Uh, yeah, I took a, I took a visit to UCLA. I took an official to UCLA. Oh wow, it's crazy. Yeah, Smart. I just want to see yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I wish I did that. I wish I did that. I really did because <laughs> I had, I had an offer from Stanford. I was like, damn man, I should go take an official out there. Yeah, <laughs> I used to, I used to give Kyler the hardest time, and we've talked about it a bunch on the podcast. I was like, bro, you screwed up not going to to see Stanford and like taking that yeah. visit. So that was smart of you to do. Did you, um, yeah, I figured Mississippi state Ole Miss. Did you take anything to Arkansas or Bama? Uh, by any yeah. Chance? Yeah. I went to, yeah, I went to Dama. I went to Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, it's, it's actually a little far too, but I took, I went to, uh, I went on the hill. Uh, it's, you know, it's good out there too. So, but Bama, cause Bama's legitimately like, I, uh, well, I think Tuscaloosa is only like three and a half or four from Memphis. Yeah. So like right at four hours. Yeah, so it's not it's it's not a bad. Um, okay, so Knoxville and the and the culture. What, what what who are the coaches that were recruiting you? Was it was it Butch and then into Pruitt? Yeah, so yeah, it started with Butch. It started with Butch for a while. Like I want to say two years it was Butch and yeah. then where all that happened and then Pruitt Pruitt was recruiting me at Bama, and so that's how that kind of ah. thing got. Yeah, so that kind yeah, of so you, yeah, you kind of already knew him before he got that yeah. job. What uh, what was your what was your family or what were you a fan of growing up? Like you said, just SEC ball, or did any of your family have ties? Because, like I said, Memphis. If you drive around the city of Memphis on one street, you can see Memphis Tigers, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas State, Arkansas, Bama. Yeah. You can see it all. So, what was yeah. your family like a allegiance when you were growing up? Yeah. So, um, so my most of my family is from Louisiana, and so oh, okay. yeah, so they're big LSU fans. Okay. It's, it's, it's shocking to me because, uh, like, they, they wanted me to go to Tennessee. They pushed me to go to Tennessee. I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, I grew up a big LSU fan. And, um, you know, then, like, I started, like, getting really into football. I started watching, like, SEC. Like, then I was, I was like, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I'm a fan of all these, like, SEC teams. To yeah. Be like, I just, I love I love the type of like, type of football I was, I was watching, you know what I'm saying? How physical it was. And, like, just, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I would say, yeah, they were big LSU fans, and uh, so, I was too younger. Yeah. So. so needless to say, this this year's going to Death Valley is huge. October like ninth or tenth or whatever it is. So that's gonna be a like, a big game. You, I'm guessing that you're excited for. Yeah, you'll be yeah, asking yeah, everybody for tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need, yeah. I'm gonna need a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> they're just they're just happy you didn't go to Bama. Yeah. 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 They didn't want to go there. Ha- I'm just happy he didn't go to Bama. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. 
Okay. Um, well, yeah, th- those are really that's about, those are really like I said. I wanted to ask him about Memphis and then being a four star because I, I know, man, and it, it's a mosh pit down there, so you can get you can get grad from many like a bunch of different schools in that area. So that's why I was so curious about kind of your recruitment and stuff. And I, I, yeah, I freaking can't wait for the LSU game. That's one away game I do want to come to this year. Is that I'm going to try to get down to that LSU game. Yeah, I think it's exciting. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I hope it's a. I hope it's a night game, and uh, yeah, yes, I'm like this is how we do it at night. I know you guys got your Death Valley, but welcome to Neyland. No, um, there wasn't one, Tyler. I don't know if you have any other ones. I got a couple. Okay, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Jerome. But one thing that I realized kind of early on that something that I really liked about high school is he doesn't seem like he ever gets two up or two down. And what's really funny to me is hearing you talk about with Pruitt that things were a little bit more relaxed. But then you see him on the sideline and those antics and how he's red-faced and yelling and screaming. And it's kind of like the – you know, he kind of had that Nick Saban vibe to him. But the thing that makes Alabama and Nick Saban great is discipline. So you're saying to me, like – or kind of if I'm catching this, like Heifel doesn't necessarily show that, but he's way more disciplined – culture vibe we're doing things this way not this way compared to Pruitt even though it maybe didn't look that way on the field yeah most definitely yeah um yeah hypo is he his main message is like uh, accountability like holding each other accountable his uh you know and on the sideline like he's very like like he can get he can get riled up too but like not like he's not always like he's never gonna lose his cool like he's never gonna you know what I'm saying he's because you know the games have you know what I'm saying ebbs and flows like it's always up and down uh, and so, like, he preaches that as well. As long as all our coaches, like, you never can get too high, never can get too low because, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the game. So, and as you, you, know, you know what I'm saying, we have plenty of games where it's up, like Kentucky, for example, like ups and downs, ups and downs. And, like, you just have to stay level-headed, you know what I'm saying, to finish out the game. So, Yeah, I mean, speaking of staying level-headed, what, what kind of stuff was he saying to y'all after, like, the pit and the Ole Miss loss where it was like – or even – the Purdue loss where it was like, bro, we deserve this game. And it was just right there in our grass and kind of taken away from it. Like, what does he say to y'all to just keep you going, keep you motivated to go to the next thing? Yeah. So his main message was uh, just going back to just how, how the little things tie into, you know, saying big wins and big losses, like just say like, you know what I'm saying? We had a guy, like, in terms of the accountability part, going back to it, like, a guy that misses class, like, you might think, like, that has nothing to do with football, but he'll be like, that has everything to do with football. He has mm-hmm. everything, you know what I'm saying? So, he that's always his message, like, you know what I'm saying? It, you always have to harp on the little things, like, because those are things that really matter. Like, those are things that, you know what I'm saying, when we're in the fourth and one, like, you have an MA, you know what I'm saying, and it's, it costs the game, like, you just got to look back, like, but you've been, like, missing class, you've been missing academic advisors, so, like, you know what I'm saying? We weren't, you weren't going you were you weren't gonna perform in the field when it came to it. So uh he's really preaches that like just any nothing uh he his famous saying is like it has nothing to do with football but everything to do with football. So that's his big saying. Yes, that, exactly. So that would be a reason maybe as fans we see some guys play and then they miss a couple of weeks and it might not necessarily be because of injury. It it might be because of uh uh, a a something off field like you said like they're not 
doing the class or missing different things. Like, it, basically, you really have to earn his and the other coaches' trust. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really big, like, despite, like, how big you are to the team, like, man, like, if you if you keep messing up, like, he's going to sit you down. Like, you're going to miss a game. Like, so he doesn't, he doesn't care. You're going to ride that bench. Yeah, like, you gonna, yeah, you're not going to play. Uh, all right, so I wanted to transition to next year and spring football coming up. Is there something that, you know, maybe watching over this past year or anything like that that you specifically are going to concentrate on, whether it be, you know, a footwork on a certain thing, their pass pro and hands on run blocking, or is it, hey, I'm just going to be more vocal? Like, is there is there something that you are concentrating on this spring? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, man, my biggest thing uh, that I'm looking for and that's what I'm, I'm trying to improve on is hand placement in run and pass game. Uh, I said my hand placement, uh, uh, different type of punches I can use in pass game. I can, be, I can be an independent hand user. I can, like, just switching it up, um, different sets, you know, and jump setting. Uh, and I can just, you know, I, we got, what, 15 practices in the spring, so I can just try to harp on one thing a practice and just try to get better. Like, that's what I love doing. Like, just harp on something. I try to focus on one thing in the run game, one thing in the pass game. And that whole practice, I'm trying to do that the whole day. Just yeah. get better at it. So that's what I'm big on. Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of guys don't necessarily realize it when they first start, but that practice is that. It's practice. Like, this is your time to try something. You know, yeah. like like – Throw out a jump set. See what that does for you. Try your footwork in this certain way. Try and place your hands on the certain – like, all of that is to experiment and get better at what you're doing. Like, game day is where, yeah, maybe be a little more uptight and not make the mistakes, but practice is the time to make the mistakes yeah. if you're going to. So, yeah. it's, like, very yeah. important to be like, hey, if, I, if I'm going to make a mistake, like, make it 100 miles an hour, but, like, try something. Try something yeah. new. Yeah, so I uh, love we're that. Big on that. And, uh, yeah. I'm excited because me and Reed are going to come to a practice this spring, uh, get to watch you guys. So that'll be awesome. Um, we've got a little bit of time left. So before we jump off, I wanted to make sure and give you the chance to promote any NIL stuff you got going on. Uh, I know you got some insoles that you were working with and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. So any kind of company you got, please let, let us all know. Let's promote it as much as possible. Hopefully, everybody watching checks them out. Yeah, so uh, I have Victory Insole. So, Victory um, is an insole. It's pretty much like a sports based insole that you can use. Um, you know, what I'm just for your daily life. You guys are working out, you know, what I'm saying you playing a sport, like anybody can use it. Uh, it doesn't have to be a football or basketball guy or baseball guy. It can be anybody. It can be, you know, in gymnastics. It can be anything, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it helps you out <laughs> so, being, you know, 300 yeah. plus pounds. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So, uh, definitely. Uh, and if y'all do go on the website, y'all do purchase one, y'all can, uh, I get a 20% discount if you use my name, Carvin20. So you get Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> that. And um, I, have an, I have an upcoming one. It's going. It's, it's in the works. It's going to be really big. And I think a lot of fans will be excited. Let's about, go. Uh, NF, That's yeah, awesome. NFT. So NFT is going to come. Yeah, it's going to be. So oh, it's yeah. In the works. Yeah, it's in the works. So. I love that. I think, yeah, so fans stuff will be look, on the lookout for NFTs from, like, your favorite, uh, you know saying, players in Tennessee. So you're going to look out for that. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Oh. I, it, I'm, I'm sure it was much of a – it was 
a whirlwind for you guys when it was first introduced. Cause I mean, you're old enough where you didn't have anything like this when you first started in college. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just hits. I, I have to imagine it was pretty overwhelming to say the least to be like, okay, well, how do I do this? How do I take advantage? Was there, was there someone at the facility or someone part of the program that kind of helped you guys through that? Yeah. Most, yeah. I want to say that the first day it was, effective like we had that we had a team meeting like like a, i want to say like 7 a.m 7 in the morning and like a guy from um it was like for some big like financial agency had came and like talked to the whole team about nil like and what is nil what does it stand for and what you can do with it and um from that on it's been like we've been it's like a roller coaster you know with uh just trying to learn what it is and like now i guess a year in like, you know what it is like you know how to how to do it and like now it's like how could you you know uh make the most you can from it and um so i mean that's that's probably the biggest thing going on from year one now to going into year two of nil so. heck yeah heck yeah well that's awesome right. that was that's all i had reed you got some more questions yes i gotta i gotta ask okay so when when um uh jacob warren came on uh, i asked him and this could be a single play it could be a drive. It could be a game. It could be any of that. If, if there's one play or one game that you would like to have back from last year, and what is – if there is one game upcoming this season that you're most excited about, besides maybe LSU since mm -hmm. we already talked about that. But, yeah, I just – I love – because as an athlete, like, it doesn't matter about, like, we always remember maybe the ones that we missed or, like, you don't, you don't remember the, you know – well, <laughs> I was going to say, you don't you don't remember all the pancake blocks. You remember a sack that you gave up. But Big Jerome didn't give up any sacks in a long time. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that. <laughs> so that one, that one might be a little difficult. But anyways, so what's a game from last year or play or drive that you wish you'd had back? And what are you looking for most this upcoming season? Yeah, um, a drive or a game I wish I could have back. Definitely Ole Miss. Definitely Ole Miss. Uh, there's a lot of controversy about that game, but I, we would love to have that back. I would love to play that game again, you know. Um, you know, it was, it was a sellout crowd. Like, it was the game where it was rocking. And, man, we came up real – we came up short. But I'd love to have that game back. Um, I'll give you two. I'll give you another one. Uh, I'm not going to say the bowl game. But um, – Yeah, you guys won the bowl – you you won the bowl game, so you can't say that one, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other game I would say is uh, – I say Georgia, you know, uh, how, how how well we started off is like, man, like we can go compete with anybody in the country. Like we went out there first drive, scored them, you know, for no one defense in the country. Um, it just like little things that we had to fix on our team is like what stopped us from kept with, you know, the momentum and how our offense uh, works. Like it, it was all us, to be honest. Like they, they, they have great players, don't, don't get me wrong. Like those guys, are, they're, they're very good. They weren't natty, so. Uh, but man, it's just it's a lot of things in that game that I wish we could have back, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. like a lot of stuff that could have made a big difference. Uh, yeah. Would you say Would you say that Ole Miss is maybe one of the loudest games you've been a part of? Most definitely, definitely, probably the loudest game I've been a part of. Uh, it's and I've been I've been a part of some good ones, been a part of some loud ones, but that nothing topping that one. All right. So what about what about most that you're excited about this upcoming year? Oh yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Don't apologize. Tyler interrupted you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, of course, the LSU game. But uh, other than that, I would say 
I'll say Alabama. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's always going to be a top game, you know. But we get them in Neyland. Yes. Get them in Knoxville. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think we're I think we're gonna knock them off for sure. So I, I yeah. I'm excited for that game. Hey, oh, let me yeah. let me say let me say this as a as a uh, it's nice because I can bring it as a fan perspective with you know and Kyler being the former player at UT going into that Bama game, I couldn't have been more proud with how you guys played competed. I mean, I, this is one of my favorite teams in a long time of how you guys competed played. You played the right way. You played hard. Um, you had some adversity. You guys always bounce back. So, I mean, but that Bama game, you guys hit them in the mouth, and it was incredible. And I'm going to tell you this, the, the Georgia game, too, you guys didn't just go down and score. It wasn't a fluke, misassignments, 80-yard bomb to, to Cedric or Javante. You guys drove it right down their mouths and punched them right in the fucking mouth. And that and and, and so we, I love that. So it, And that's what we build off of. So I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that. And before Kyler wraps it up, Thank you a million for jumping on. Um, hopefully, I'll get to we'll get to talk with you and see it whether we come at spring practice and fall practice. But best of health to you, and we hope nothing but the best for you and the team. So, yeah, Jerome, we appreciate you coming on, man. Quick thirty minutes. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you at spring practice. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. I can't wait to see y'all. All right, see you, bud. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that amazing interview with Jerome Carvin. What a guy. Um, really giving us awesome insight into what Heupel did and how he changed the culture there. And I literally cannot wait for next week when we get to go to practice and watch him and see his progression because he's a hell of a player. But uh, Thank you guys for watching and listening. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. If you're just listening on podcast, follow us and also rate and review. It helps so much. Tell all your friends and family about it. Let them know what we got going on and follow us on social media. Uh, our main account at Believe in Tennessee on Twitter. Uh, Read is uh, rbacon26. I'm Kyler Curbison on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can follow us along there. We, you know, love to live tweet during games. We, you know, have a great bracket going on right now. We're in the Elite Eight uh, of all Vols. So that's a fun thing we got going. Um, So, yeah, just check us out. And uh, as always, go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.